What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode six of the G Spot podcast. You know, I got to be honest. I um, whenever I get ready to do an episode of this podcast, like the topics weigh so heavily on me that I'm almost about to have an anxiety attack before I get the information to you. You know, um, I look at the world. And I look at how I look at how ignorant we choose to be at a fundamental level, and it's so ridiculous and it's so astounding that you have to ask yourself, you say, you know, what the heck is it about people that We can ignore things that are so obvious. You know, I just sat here and was thinking about the fact that we're in a gender war where men who are born with boys, who are born born with penises, women who are born with vaginas, I mean, the two options. We live in a world that has totally erased those lines. Not even blurred them. Like, they're erasing the lines. And it blows me away because this is the generation of tech billionaires and master's degrees. And a few, less than a year ago, a few months back, we watched a man launch rockets into outer space and the rockets were programmed to precisely land in the exact spot that they left from but we can't determine that a man is a man because he has a penis so you know I don't know and that's um That's my two-minute and 30-second rant before I hop into this topic. Again, I want to thank everybody for coming on to the podcast. This is episode six. And what I'm going to title episode six is this. Poor understanding, minimal God. And I came up with this topic because so many times when people come are converted or they have a change in their life and they come to Christ. So many of us run to Christ because our past life was so horrible that we run to Christ and there's this overwhelming sensation of acceptance and joy and non-judgment that we kind of get lost in it. And a year or two down the road, when the hype is worn off, when the high is no longer ringing in our minds, we're left to deal with our issues. We're left to deal with the residue of the life that we lived in the past. Like it doesn't just fall away. The only thing that under that changes is our understanding. So any person that comes to God, but they never work and fine-tune their understanding, God will always be just a praise and a shout 
and someone who accepted you when no one else would. And God is so much more than that. And I'm going to give you an example of how I know that to be true. For the last 10 years of my life, I um, have been in a emotional whirlwind because there was this there was this relationship, this young woman that I just wanted to be with. And I wanted it to I, I can't even say that I wanted to be with her. I have never had things in my life not work out the way I wanted them to work out. This was one of those things. And in my book, Strong Boys, Fragile Men, which quite a few people have said is going to be a bestseller, I received that in God's name. But this is the thing about that as well. When you do so much wrong and you finally get to a point where you want to live better, it's not that people don't forgive you. It's not that you're struggling with people's inability to forgive you. It's just that we have this notion of unforgiveness in our own hearts. And for years, I have carried around this feeling of unworthiness, of not deserving the grace, of not deserving the merit that God wants to place on my life, of not fully being able to receive and walk in the favor that God has for my life. So I have to be modest. So I have to doubt things. So I have to speak down or speak not not necessarily negatively, but I don't fully accept the magnitude of what a moment could be for myself because I'm like, eh, you know, it could go this way. Or, eh, you know, I don't deserve it. And so many other people feel the same way. Like we just can't get over the fact that we were who we were. So I started digging through my Bible. I'm like, man, let me let me find something. Let me find a scripture somewhere to kind of back up what I'm thinking in my mind. Let me find something that's going to help me bring this um, this thought to light and pretty much solidify my claim or prove my claim wrong because, you know, I'm not right about everything. And here's what I found. Um, it's the parable of the unforgiving debtor. And this is the poor understanding that I'm talking about. And this is why God gets minimized in so many of our lives. Excuse me. So the parable of the unforgiving debtor. Um, let's see. It's Matthew chapter 18 verses 21 through 35. I'm not going to read all of it. But I'm just going to uh, summarize it. So there's this guy who owed the king millions of dollars. And on the day he came before the king, the king was like, hey, bro, I need my money. And the man knew that this king don't play around. So he's in front of the king. He's begging and pleading because the king's going to take his family. You know, he's about to take everything that this man's own, that this man owns, his wife, his kids, property. He's taking all of it. And this man is begging for an opportunity and making promises to pay the king back. But the king knows that this guy can't pay him back. And that's the thing. The enemy wants your future. Do not leverage your future to live in a moment. He can't get it back. So the enemy wants your future. This king says to the man, pay me my money. And my man is crying, begging, and pleading. For an opportunity and more time. Then the word says, the Bible says that the king saw this man. He pitied him. He, had, he felt compassion for the man. 
And he said to him, he said, you know what? I'm I'm going to forgive your debts. Don't even worry about it. Just just go and go and be free. And the Bible says the man got up, left the king's presence, and no sooner than he could get out to the street, he ran into a brother that owed him some money. Now, he owed the king millions. He ran into a brother that owed him, owed him let's say, a few thousand dollars. The Bible said that the man snatched my man up and threatened to have his family taken, threatened to have him thrown in jail for the couple of thousand dollars that he owed him. And one of the people who had just saw this man be forgiven his debts by the king, he's looking at this and he's like, oh, okay. So he goes back and tells the king, he's like, hey, you know, old boy, that you just let slide on the meals. He out in the street right now. Shaking somebody down for a couple thousand. So the king called bro back in. And he said, look. Could you not look at this man and have a level of compassion for him after what I just done to you? In fact, this is what it says. It said the king called the man back. And this is verse 32. King called the man back, who uh, the man he had forgiven, and said, You evil servant, I forgave you that tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy upon you? Legitimate question. And therein lies where I want to make my case. So many times in life when... We have been forgiven of something. We don't carry that forgiveness forward because we don't truly understand the magnitude of it. It's one thing to be forgiven of the debt and not having to pay. But if that presence of forgiveness isn't felt in our hearts, then we go right back out in the street or wherever we make our case or wherever we, however we live our lives and whatever environment or culture we live it in. We go right there and we apply the same pressure to people that we were just forgiven of. That's the poor understanding. And that's how God gets minimized in so many of our lives. God is like, hold on, George. Like, I just saved you from a world of, I mean, moral poverty. You had no standards for life. You had no standards for living. You had no respect for yourself. You had no respect for the young women in your life. You don't care anything about honoring your mother and father because you're living any type of way. I forgave you. I brought you back into my life. I put you back into my covenant. I fully established you. And you want to come out and wring people's necks about the same sins and foolishness that you were doing without providing a level of reason that at least gives them the opportunity to make a choice. So I had to learn to stop beating people over the head with what I know to be true in God. But then there's a fine line because of the culture that we live in. To not be the person over the head does not mean that you can't be truthful with them. 
does not mean that you can't question where they are and how they're stepping and asking them how it makes sense. Because it's going to take a conversation to change a person's mind. It's going to take a conversation for the lights to come on in somebody's head. It's going to take a bit of confrontation and a bit of sparring back and forth mentally. The issue, though, is when we try to put somebody in the grave or we try to put somebody in heaven or put somebody in hell. So we're not to judge. We make judgment calls every day, but we're not to be judgmental. And that's understood. So I took this thinking and I'm like, all right, so how does this man's understanding of forgiveness ruin his life? And it's simple. Because he was forgiven of his debt in a financial realm, but the forgiveness was not accepted in his heart, he didn't know how to go out to that man in the street and hug him and say, hey, listen to me. Everything that you owe me, write it off the books. You're good to go. And that forgiveness would have then been instilled in the, in the man that he was expected payment from. And it could have trickled down to everybody else. But because we take the forgiveness and we go ruin it and trample all over it, God never gets the glory. And that's how he's minimized. So then I went and I looked and I said, all right, so God, now that that I understand that my inability to receive forgiveness in my heart plays out, in a negative way with not only myself, but with those that I interact with. And it doesn't benefit anybody because ultimately it comes back on me. Now, God, I need an example of who did it the right way. Who's able to receive this grace? Who's able to receive this favor? And a quote that I wrote down was this. It says, just because you don't deserve it doesn't mean you can't receive it. And what that simply means is this. There's a story in the Bible that talks about a prodigal son, right? And it said that the prodigal son pretty much told his pops. He said, hey, pops, man, like I want you to divide up my spoils. Like I want you to divide up my inheritance and give it to me right now. See, back in Eastern times. What he essentially was saying to his pops was, hey, man, like, let's just pretend that you already did. Give me what you would give me as if you were dead and I'm going to go live my life. And his pops did it. Pops divvied the bread up, gave it to the son, wasn't offended by it. He did exactly what the son asked of him. He divvied the money up, gave it to the boy. The boy left. The Bible said that after a short amount of time. That after a short amount of time, this son squandered his money. And he had gotten so low. He got into a stage that was so low that he was about to be eaten slop with some pigs. But the word says that in that moment, he came to his senses. He came to himself and he realized that, you know what? The slaves in my daddy's house, the servants in my pop's house are living better than me. I can go and be a higher hand. I can go be a servant in my pop's house. And I'm going to live a 
a hundred times better than I'm living now. He gets up. He asks God for forgiveness first and then says, when I get to my father's house, I'll ask him for forgiveness as well. See, this is the beauty of this story. And this is what I had missed in this whole thing. When he returns home, he has a plan to ask his pops for forgiveness and to be a higher servant because he, just like the servant who didn't know how to forgive his debtor, he didn't know how to maximize in his understanding of who God is and who his father is. So we always go back thinking we owe something, thinking that we can pay something back. As soon as he gets home, he doesn't even make it all the way in. His pa- his father runs out to meet him, which in Eastern culture is to an Easterner to hear that story. It would be shocking and appalling and somewhat offensive, especially if you were a father who has sons. It would be offensive because it's like, wait a minute. Now, this boy told me to make like I was dead, break up my wealth, give him his portion, and he's going to go and squander it. And he's going to come back to my house and I'm going to run out and hug his neck. So an Eastern father would have been offended by that because they're like, ain't no way in the world. See, we hear it, we hear it over here on our end, and we just like, oh, daddy's showing love to his son. But that didn't happen in their culture. That is just an example of how relentless God is with his grace. How unoffended God is at our fool. No, excuse me. He's not unoffended. How willing God is to show us that he will lay down all of his dignity in order to win us back. Because we are more important than him trying to save face and look high and mighty, even though he is. His pops could have easily shunned him and had him kissing his feet and begging. But as soon as he saw his son, he ran out to meet him. He hugged him. He restored everything in his son's life and said, hey, I want y'all to go kill the fattest calf. Because my boy has come home and we're going to have a party. But here's the beauty of the story. The man, the young boy came back with the wrong mindset. But as soon as he got home and saw what his father was doing for him, he was able to receive it without argument. The word of God never says that the boy says, hey, father, I don't deserve it. Hey, father, I, you know, I, I can't take this from you. The Bible says that they threw the party and they celebrated And that's what we have to understand about God. Just because we don't believe we deserve it does not mean that he's not going to give it to us. Being undeserving is will always be undeserving because it's God. We can never do enough to make up to make up the payment what we owe. We can't. But what we can do is walk in such a way that God knows, that this young man's father knows, that I understand who you are. Not only do I understand who you are, I understand what you've done in restoring me. I understand what has taken place in you redeeming me. And within that, understanding is where I have freedom. So I don't care who you are. I don't care what you've done. When you come to God, you have to come to God and you have to lay down everything that you've carried. 
Because if you carry around this spirit of unworthiness, you're going to always work your butt off to prove something to a God that doesn't need it. And that's been the case for me for so many years. I just felt bad because I'm like, God, I done done too much. And even when I know you forgive me, God, I, I still don't feel like I can have this. I still don't feel like I deserve that. So when it comes to relationship, every relationship that I've been in in the past, I'll say five years, every relationship that I've tried to go into, I went into it with the mindset that, you know what, I know that this young woman is not typically who I go for. I know that this young woman is someone I, you know, I I wouldn't ideally choose. But because I've done so much wrong, I should just be thankful that God is going to give me something anyway. And God is like, who who told you that? Who taught you that? I ain't, I'm not throwing out no, no minor blessing because of what you did in your past. I let that go. And until you're able to let that go on your own life and break that yoke on your own life, George... You're going to always suffer and struggle and be frustrated because you've minimized me in a way and you're not going to be able to receive the blessing that deep down you know you reserve. Excuse me, you're not going to be able to, to receive the blessing that you know I've reserved for you. Because your mindset, your lack of understanding won't allow you to do so. It's hard to forgive yourself. It really is. But that forgiveness, forgiving ourselves and being able to allow God to choose and to love us. That's where we're going to be able to walk in the fullness of the glory of God. So until you get that, God is going to always be small. Because your understanding of who he is, your understanding of forgiveness is poor. Poor understanding, minimal God. Thank y'all for tuning in to episode six. I'm going to try to do better with the timeliness. I'm supposed to post one every single week. But I'm telling you, it's um, my heart, man. Like My, my heart really goes out. Like I want to see people happy. I want to see myself happy, and I really dig, I dig, I dig for understanding. And, you know, I um, I want to see people win, and I just want to, I want the thought that we say we have, the thinking that we say we do, I want those thoughts to provoke or spark a change in us that's going to bring forth understanding that, that just makes us full in life, and it gives us what we truly can have and receive in God if we know who we are. So, Father, I want to come to you tonight to say thank you. I thank you, God, for my life. I thank you, God, for the understanding that you've given to me. And though the understanding has been hard to come by, God, I never stop fighting and pressing for it. Because, God, in my in my days, in my years that I spent grinding to try to make an impression all you were saying to me was son all i need you to do is know who i am i need you to acknowledge who i am and i just need you to walk in the favor 
And every opportunity you get from the favor that I've granted, you make sure you give the glory to me. So God, all the glory does belong to you. I thank you for your son, our redeemer. I thank you, God, for the Holy Spirit, our guidance. And as we continue to go forward, as I continue to go forward, God, I pray that you never allow me to forget that nothing that I have is because of who I am. It's because of who you are. In your son's name I pray. Amen.